Dogs with jobs. Dogs, dogs with, with jobs. jobs. Dogs with jobs. We gotta make this dog pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> Reloader. <laughs> Waiting for a break in the rain Waiting for the moment to change your lane I came home from the wasteland Heroic and triumphant like a comic book girl Created out of nothing like a comic book girl Hey! Do we get Four our labels out? No. No. They're still here. Let's talk about Animorphs Volume 49, the diversion featuring Tobias morphing into a, a German Shepherd on the cover. Featuring Tobias morphing into a very good boy. Hi. Tobias is already a good boy. He's okay. <laughs> what do you mean he's okay? Hey, 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 He now. has supported some war crime decisions, to be fair. That's true. And he's dating a war criminal. That's true. If this isn't make him not a good boy i don't know if this is the hill i want to die on but you know what yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not I'm, sure this is the hill you want to die on i'm either. gonna check it out i'm gonna take a little tour i'm gonna listen go to the guided hike, tour go yeah. on a nice little hike up the hill go on a nice little hike some plants on the hill can i add before we continue in this lovely degradation of our souls mm. um i don't remember how this book starts because i'm not actually looking at it at the moment and i have no i will say that the very first thing i have in my notes is dude rattlesnakes are a serious problem in california i'm surprised they don't come up like every journal lol so i think it starts with rattlesnakes yeah let's extrapolate what could have happened in this book based on cassandra's notes yes uh i mean we can just have me read my notes well, again because we've done that before well, we know we know stupid we know the major thing that happens in this book which is that this is lauren this is lauren yes uh and also the beginning of the parental exodus towards the yeah. orcajir valley which ends with that not going well for jake it sucks to be jake so a thing that i do know is that this is a tobias book and so therefore it opens with tobias being existential and angsty and angsty which i mean he's earned it but is this the one where they drive a tank they no. do not drive a tank in this book. Is that all you noticed. care about? Is no. Marco driving a tank? That's all I, do, I care I about. I think about it a lot, though. Maybe on a daily basis. Tobias learns that the Yerks are suspecting that the Andalite bandits, quote-unquote, are humans. The sharing is running a big blood drive, and Cassie's mom's work got robbed for a bunch of blood samples of their battle morph. And so it's not just that they know they're humans, they also know where they got their battle morphs, because it's their specific animals that they acquired Well, from yes. I mean, yeah, and they were thinking, like, oh, no, they're going to, like... They're gonna find our blood, but then they're like, "Oh yeah, we've been leaving our blood all over yeah, the place right. for like everywhere." I'm like, I'm surprised months. they didn't do it before. Like, I know probably the '90s didn't have great technology for this, but they've had like two years. Well, it, it might just not have been relevant at that point. Like, mm -hmm. they're gonna find out what andalites they are. That doesn't really matter to them. Yeah. Can they yeah. do like a bio scan? They don't. They don't have that technology. They're trying to do conventional they methods. Might. The Glee of... biofilter exists. But that's a filter. That's not a detection. And that's it, very limited to a single room. They can't scan the city of Human City. Human CA. City, California. Human City, California. <laughs> Population somewhere over a couple hundred, I guess. It's bigger than that. It's enough to support, like, three Starbuckses, according to Volume 50, I think. I feel like I remembered from my first time reading the journals when I was, like, younger, that the reason they figured out that the Animorphs were human was because they noticed that the... Andalite bandits. Andalite bandits. Andalite bandits. Bandalites. Bandalites. 
uh, weren't killing human controllers the way they were killing other ones. But I feel like that doesn't come up in this journal, so now I'm wondering if I just extrapolated that with my own little brainy brain. It comes up before. I think it's sort of one of the clues that mm. they give. They, they realize that the Yerks have been picking up on for the fact that there's perhaps more going on than meets the eye or meets Ooh. the Visser 3's expectations about stuff. Well, Visser 3's expectations suck. So. He's a butt face and he's also stupid and bad <laughs> at deduction. Visser 3 is a squad, but I do wonder if, assuming that he's working from a, a knowledge of Andalite warfare. He knows more about the Andalites than any other year. The question then becomes, would based on his assessment of it, would Andalites care about murdering Horkbashir, who are also sentient? No. I mean, I don't, I don't think Andalites would care about murdering humans. They, yeah, not at all. They actively pursue both. Right, the whole bioweapon thing. The yeah. whole bioweapon. I think that's the giveaway, yeah. is that they're not being like, ooh, let's just bioweapon this planet, let's kill everyone. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm an Andalite, I love war crimes. So yeah, there's a raid. They all... You're gonna say there's a rave for a second? <laughs> 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 They all go with pork for years, and then they instantly regret it at the rave. The rave turns into a massacre. Oh no! Anyway, so there's a raid at the place where at the at the place. I used to think of that as the laser tag, the laser tag song because I only ever went to this one laser tag place, and they would always play that on request, which we did a lot. <laughs> I would love to play laser tag to Darude Sandstorm. Where was I? Uh, so they break into the facility where they are using the blood samples to scan for humans with genetic matches. Which is really interesting because I don't think they had 23andMe back then. They did not, as hmm. far as I am aware. They had Ancestry.com. Didn't 23andMe start in 2023? I think so. That makes sense. They had Ancestry before Ancestry took over, what country was it? Tanzania? Yeah. I thought it was Madagascar. I think it was Madagascar. Shame about those lemurs. Anyway, so they bust in there. Tobias notices that there is a glowing orange dot. Uh, they don't actually manage to completely destroy the facility. They get caught out by a human controller who's a grandma with a Dracon beam. I, okay. I think she comes up many times. You know, not to stand members of, like, an evil fascist empire, ah! but I do love... We do talk love... a lot about how much we love Visser 3. We do love grandma controller I as well. I do kind of love the concept of granny controller. <laughs> she gets to fly a helicopter at the end of this. She's the coolest. Yeah, she tries to kill Lauren Four by... fascist. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. What if What if she's actually trying to control the whole empire for non-fascistic means? And... Good for her. Girl boss. <laughs> girl boss. Granny. <laughs> granny girl boss. <laughs> granny boss. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of other people have stand her as well because there was there was that whole game that was made about her. The uh, cookie one. You know, the, the, the cookie game where you, like, click on stuff and she's, like, the main character. I've never played it because I don't really get the appeal of, like, just numbers going up. Okay, so... So Cookie Clicker, one of the first major upgrades you could get is that you get a legion of grandmas. Oh, nice. You 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 purchase grandmas en masse. <laughs> I, think, I think it's ridiculous that we assume that this grandma was acting alone. Mm -hmm. uh, really? So they don't manage to destroy the facility. They uh, they really screw it up. They really, they really do. This is an incredibly scary and brutal battle. It's so funny to me that they disguise themselves as blue bands by like tearing off like a blue shirt. 
I really don't think we should use the term screw the pooch in reference to people who can turn into animals. They really do bork it up, though. It is a failure. Unlike many that we've seen recently. They lift their stealth roll. They really sure do, man. They just roll a whole bunch of ones. Well, don't they get get past one of the guards, they fool him, and they're like, ho, 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 we're so cool. Yeah, one of them is like, oh, hey, this guy wants our passes. (laughs) They just kind of, they use that crowd psychology of like, this square wants us to actually scan. They're uh, great actors. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's a fun moment. I forgot about that. That's like a gender mood, isn't it? I'd be, become better back at acting because I would I'd be embodied by the. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wave my little, my little, my little trans flag and say it's more than acting. It's a different thing. I've done well, that too. Do we figure out specifically at this point that it's Lauren that the Yerks have located? So. I don't remember how that happens. Because yeah. I think I think they. They triangulate think, it. Because, well, because they see the dot. Yeah. And it's like the dot isn't any of their known families. Oh. Yeah. So I think I think that's how they figure it out. Like, is, it has to be Tobias. Yeah, they triangulate yes. it logically. Logically. I think Tobias... Deductive reasoning, that's what I meant to Deductive say. Deductive reasoning. Yes, yeah. you got there eventually. I'm so proud of you, Sherlock. Thank you. I think the whole squad is basically like, okay, so we're not gonna let Tobias just kind of go off on his own and do this. And yeah. by the time that they're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, so we all agree here. Yeah, okay, Tobias is already gone. Marco catch catches up, up with eventually. They catch up with him in secret. They yes. Yeah. They do that classic thing that they haven't done in a really long time where they're they like, just kind of show up out of nowhere and be like, oh, we were here the whole time. And you're like, oh, you guys. Yeah, the last time they did that was, was that to fool Tom's year? Maybe when they went to the on vacation. Yeah, and I think it's it's really sweet in a weird way that they like know that that's what Tobias is gonna do. Because even though they're like Tobias, don't be reckless, they know he's gonna be reckless. Yeah, because they know they'll all be reckless. Yeah, I think any of them would probably do the same thing in that situation. Maybe I could maybe see. Cassie at least bringing someone else with her, but she would still do it. She would still do it. Marco, I mean, she would bring Rachel. Marco and yeah. Jake have already done it at this yes. point. Yeah, but he, I feel like Marco could be ruthless enough to force Axe, himself to not Axe do it. Axe might be the only one who wouldn't do it because yes. he likes listening to authority. Correct. On his way to, to his mom's house, Tobias almost gets shot to death by a dude with a compound bow and some broadheads, which, like, they are in suburban California? This is incredibly illegal. Have you met suburban Californians, though? Have you met the Yerks in suburban California? I think that was just some dude. That's just some dude with a compound bow who's like, oh, cool, a protected species. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm gonna shoot that now. Like, what the... What? what are red tail- I don't think red-tailed hawks are a protected species. Migratory bird treaty? Yet? Oh, okay, that's true. Migratory bird. But just in general, I don't think they're endangered. I think they're pretty common. I want to be protected by an act in a treaty. He does discover that his mother, who is blind as a result of a, quote, car accident, works at a crisis hotline on, like, a crisis hotline and She's has a, a really perfect, cool- perfect, ger- sweet, innocent, disabled angel. Yeah. And also has a really cool German Shepherd guide dog. Dogs with jobs! Dogs, Dogs with jobs. jobs. Dogs with jobs. We gotta make this dog pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> Reloader. <laughs> the Chi need to know our plans. Jake looked at us. Whatever we decide, Mr. King nodded. We'll help in any way we can, Mr. King. The uh, the eternal punching bag slash Drake up being target. <laughs> but Cassie says we need to make it go away. Can you please, please just make this all go away? Yeah. It's just. Uh... 
between this book and the next book, they are really starting to fray at the edges in a visible fashion, and it's yeah. heartbreaking. They have to do something that no child should have to do, which is just, like, saving yeah. their parents. Yeah. I think a lot of, honestly, like, no one should have to do this, especially, like, going it so alone with just the little group of them. Yeah. And no, like, backup, no support, no infrastructure. Like, in general, war is bad, but also six people doing war and they are teenagers is extra bad. Mm-hmm. But even if they weren't teenagers, just, like six isolated people doing war is it this book where they there's a pretty on the nose description of parentification in one of these books i think it might be this one i don't remember where it is i wouldn't be surprised but i mean this is like i know it's been sort of alluded to this whole time but this is where it's like very symbolic of like they literally have to save their parents (laughs) and they don't succeed next stop parentification station all aboard One of them doesn't succeed. Yeah. I mean, technically, Tobias didn't succeed in the very first journal, if you want to be depressed about that. I do. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. (laughs) I'll go and be sad about that on my own time. But he got his mom back, which this is new for- she remembers him. This is new for me. I had have never read this, and oh, it was like... that's right. We're in the journals you haven't read yeah. yet. I can't wait for you to get your heart crushed oh, by the last God. two. I I'm literally... going to watch and laugh as you lose every no. little bit of hope you thought you had in life. I opened the first couple pages of 53, and I was like, am I ready for this? No. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. You're not. How do you think your parents would react in this situation if you came out and told them? My parents reacted pretty well when I came out. Yeah, I should have known. Literally everyone in my family is bi, possibly including the dog. <laughs> How do you think they would react to you telling them that they that you had been a child soldier and also can morph and also there are aliens taking over everything? Which I guess well, my that. mother is one of the aliens. <laughs> no, a different alien species. Oh, okay. It's the Andalites. They're already taken over. They have taken over. They have taken over. They okay. control our government, Erso. That is kind of why we are in this this house together at the moment. So let's let's take this hypothetical and make it a if you were a real the... pathetical. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real. I'm a that real was a real pathetical joke. Ayo. Um, <laughs> I think my parents' reaction would mostly just be. That's a nice honey fight the power. Right. What would your parents do? Would they be like, oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Probably they'd be like, stop being such a drama queen. And then I would morph in front of them and then they would probably shoot me. Do you want me to kill your parents for you? No, that's Are you sure? I might do it anyway. No, I mean, like if I saw somebody doing a morph in front of me and I didn't know what that was and it was for the first time, I might reach for a self-defense sort of situation. I mean, I feel like punching. But if they explain it beforehand, yeah. and if it's your child, then... My mother would just panic and then, like, take a long time to get used to it. And then she'd probably be really great about it, but it would take, like, way longer than, like, this situation. Is this what happened when you came out to your mother? Oh, no. Okay, but this is the metaphor here. Actually, My folks so... would be like, Why, what did, where did we go wrong in you being a child soldier? How did this come to pass? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I was going to speak to Jake's characterization when he is up against the bricks and his folks are coming in and his mother has a dracon beam and it becomes very clear that Girl his boss. Whole, and it becomes very clear that his whole family is controllers. Family reunion. Oh, no, I hate it. At least they know. Yeah. So there the, this is also an extremely intense fight. There's yeah. a couple of cars involved. Eric says, Jake, wait, I'll project a hologram to hide the morph. And Jake is like, no, I want them to see this. And then he becomes a peregrine falcon. 
in body uh, as his parents are sort of barreling towards him in Alexis. And he says, this is for them, for my real family, to give them hope and finally the truth and for their year captors to give them warning. That's amazing. Like, it sucks that they're trapped, but like, God, it's such catharsis to know that they just at least finally know. Like, imagine like, not only are you like a child, like doing this for a little while, but you grow up, you age and form memories about what it's like to be a young adult based on this terrible crappy relationship with your parents where you can't tell them anything about yourself this is just being gay yeah i was about to say imagine if people had to go through this (laughs) yeah but i I bet it's especially good for tom because tom's been controlled for so much longer than the rest of the family and i think at times it seems like uh the year controlling tom has had some suspicions about jake and what jake's up to and maybe Tom, Tom's presumably been privy to those suspicions. So I think it might be especially cathartic for Tom to be seeing that. And I think it's kind of like because Jake's family is like pulling out Dracons and like having this confrontation in the middle of the street. It's kind of like, you know, masks are off now. Do you think that the Yerk that is in each of Jake's family members' heads respectively is going to explain what's going on there? Tom's yurk definitely knows what's up. Well, the thing the thing is, is that when a yurk is in a host body, they unwillingly share some information. It goes both ways. Depending You're on right, how disciplined the yurk is, less information goes to the host. Yeah. And for all we know, these might just have been, like, random yurks they, like, had first available to yeah. shoved in their brains. Yeah. I don't want to spoil stuff but we get confirmation in the next journal that they are in fact relatively low ranking oh yeah i didn't remember that but did you know i was correct imagine being jake imagine having your life be trauma dot life dot jpeg dot jpeg (laughs) (laughs) dot tiff please jake is at least a gif (laughs) what is what is jake a gif of He's like a slightly crunchy reaction gif. Jake is a deep fried meme of somebody Jake's doing... Jake's not cool enough to be a deep fried no, meme. No, Jake is a deep fried meme of somebody doing a ridiculous basketball failure with the caption, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> Jake, Jake is a uh, sweet bro and hella Jeff comic. The one uh, where they do sports. It's... Yeah, the sports one. Jake yeah. is a, a sped up gif of like someone driving a really cool car up to a stoplight and then like getting out and like walking <laughs> cool towards the camera, but it's like really fast, so it looks really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anyone's gonna be like a really crunchy deep fried meme, it's Axe. Marco. No, I think it's Axe. Axe is like a really deep fried, crunchy, like esoteric, surrealist meme. Yes, I was gonna say he has like the weird, like unintentionally funny like mm-hmm. remember we were talking about this one time ages ago in class Axe would be good at memes yeah we i forgot about this yeah and he does all this weird stuff in public and it's like ironic but he doesn't know it oh yeah <laughs> yes, is it yes, 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 yes. you don't mean it to be ironic Axe does all the stuff that like a few years later like prank youtubers were doing and yeah the, exactly and then marco is his social media manager who sort of <laughs> channels the sort of inherent accidentally weirdness into yeah. content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he makes like he produces like slime. You know what I'm saying? Like slime? Yeah, he makes slime on YouTube. Oh, okay. I feel like if Marco was a gif, he would be the the gif of Fifty Cent, sort of like smirking at somebody and then driving away, and like yeah, and like Oscar the Grouch is in the back seat or something. Marco and Tobias and Axe hatch a plan to get Lauren out of there. Uh, Lauren, yeah. of course, Tobias's mother. Lauren, but not spelled the way you usually spell it. No, spelled, spelled a little the different cool way. Do not worry, he said. We are irresponsible <laughs> teenage hoodlums, possibly gang members, but you are not in any danger. <laughs> Marco is so mean. 
Marco's so yeah. into Tobias' the fact, mom. I, I, I was saying earlier, the God, fact... this was hard to read. Yeah, like, if it was... keep interrupting. Sorry. <laughs> if it was just Marco and Tobias, this whole bit would be awful to yeah. read. But because Axe is here, Axe elevates it into... Oh. <laughs> ah, she does not understand how menacing we are. You do not know me, but I am a juvenile delinquent. I do not trust authority figures. I probably will not graduate from high school, and statistics say my present rowdiness and vandalism will likely lead to more serious crimes. That's the school-to-prison pipeline, baby! I, I am causing mayhem in this store on purpose. <laughs> there! I have now shamelessly destroyed the symmetry of this shelf, undoing hours of labor by underpaid store employees. If you could see me, you would be frightened. Axe these is so good and elevates the scene into it just it's just if, if she could see you she'd have you committed marco muttered <laughs> listen lady we're gonna borrow your dog <laughs> oh my god i feel like he definitely stole his character straight from the young and the restless because that oh that's oh, yes he probably did i'm shocked that he doesn't quote the young and the restless in his performance here tobias absolutely fails as a guide dog it's <laughs> pretty good so bad He's such a bad guy, dog. It's fun because it, it reinforces how hard how hard those dogs with jobs work. Yeah, I love dogs with jobs, except dog cops. Um, yes, except they are being cops. abused. We don't I like do not love cops. that for them. Abused into fascism. Mm-hmm. Oof. Lauren is sort of characterized as being completely unflappable here, and the fact that somebody steals her guide dog doesn't really seem yeah. to phase her for any period like, of time. I think no just... offense, but as a disabled person, if I had a service dog and someone tried to steal my dog, I would be like, even if I was not physically able to like beat them off, I would be like shrieking my head off. I would have uh, like a derringer. Like, I don't even care that I can't see. I'm just going to shoot you. <laughs> You're just going to start shooting blindly. I'm literally. sure they make like derringers that could fit like a shotgun shell. I'll hit something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they make accessible derringers. Accessible derringers? <laughs> Shotguns are just accessible regular guns. And the accessible derringers is the the sub the subtitle to the punk band name yeah, that I have. Anyway. <laughs> accessible derringers. Okay, here's the thing though. Poor Lauren has been like taken advantage of her whole life. I feel like I would be if I were in that position, being the person that I am, I would probably just like freeze the way she did. Yeah. 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 That's true. I do tend to freeze in at least certain genres of stressful situation, if not all of them. Yeah. I would probably I feel like hooligans. I, I went. I was in a store the other day because I'm with hooligans. With, I went in a store the other day. The Weird. <laughs> I used to be a hooligan growing up, but mm. now that I'm an adult, when there's groups of hooligans about, groups of hooligans used to make me uncomfortable as a kid. But now, as an adult, I feel like I'm more uncomfortable because I don't have any like social contract with them in any way. So there's no script that I can follow. So whenever I run into a group of hooligans, I'm always just like go around you you guys are having fun you're completely licensed to having fun but i don't look confident or whatever so they're just like they want to be like hey we're hooligans and we're here to they're not I, directing it at me but i do yeah care. my usual hooligan strat is to just look like completely dead-eyed and exhausted and they're usually like yeah same <laughs> that literally is whenever i'm like around a group of hooligans i'm just like hi tobias gets to talk to his mother for the first time Ever. No pressure, though. He, uh, the way that he sort of characterizes it as, like, a very weird kind of alienating experience, but that also, like, there is the bond, and 
Mm-hmm. That's there to some degree, but it's also not really based on anything that's like tangible for him. It's a really interesting. Well, they both have expectations of what that's supposed to mean for them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. neither of them are used to even considering that as a possibility. Now that you know who Lauren is, you need to read the um, Andalite Chronicles. Okay. Eventually. Read all the novels. Anyway, the plan eventually, though, is to give her access to the morphing technology so that she can... We love a cure narrative! So that she can get out of the situation. That, I just gotta get out I mean, like, her whole house is being monitored by, like, like, half a dozen yurks, so... Yeah, but also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is, uh, because her... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I feel like there is an inconsistency here in that her amnesia and her blindness were both ostensibly caused by the same incident, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the story that the the people who, uh, like the insurance companies and stuff. I always assumed Elfangor just, like... Had, like, a like a Men in Black kind of situation where he yeah. just sort of... Well, I think it's allegedly the Elemist. Not that I believe that, but I think that's supposed to be the explanation. I wouldn't be surprised. That meddlesome little... Anyway, so yes, her blindness is cured, but her memory loss is which makes sense, I think. And then we get a sick fight scene where... Uh, it doesn't make sense, actually. <laughs> and then we get a sick fight scene where Granny Controller gets a helicopter and almost kills everybody. It's awesome. Nice. That does bring up an interesting question about amnesia and DNA and also, like, generational memories. Have you guys heard about that that sort of stuff? Epige- oh, yeah. Epigenetics? Yeah. I blame epigenetics for why I like okra so much. I have this one very specific piece of trauma that comes up for me all the time, and I was trying to figure out if it was epigenetics. Tobias has some feelings about not having had a mom. Her explanations, her explanations for why she <laughs> never showed up in his life are confusing to me. They live right around the block from her. Yeah. I was wondering if it was kind of a thing of like someone installed like a mental block in her head. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, sounds like. It sounds like Andalite and or Alamist stuff. Alamist. Did I say Alamist? No, it's okay. You know what I've noticed lately of it is that I say towels. Towels. Instead of towels. Horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, blind people have kids frequently. Uh, <laughs> Do amnesiacs have kids? Probably. But again, her explanation for sort of not maintaining him and raising him in the first place, like, to me, they'll make sense based on you've just had this really horrible yeah. traumatic thing happen regardless of how it happened. Like, you've had this horrible traumatic thing happen and you don't have any sort of immediate support in that sort didn't of weird also, process. She also didn't know personally the people that were taking care of Tobias. Like That's true. If she had amnesia, she wouldn't remember that yeah. they suck. So, yeah. like, that that makes sense to me. But then the sort of thing that she says in response to him saying, I needed a mother and, like, the notion of why she never showed up at all? Mm. <sighs> I didn't know where you... Honestly, though, as someone who thinks a lot about reproductive rights and the history of reproductive rights, like, I don't know. She's not obligated. She's not obligated, If she didn't feel like she was, like, in a good enough place to actually support him, like, okay, that's fine. That's your decision. She says, when I got out, I didn't even know where you were. They sent you to stay with my sister, but I didn't know her address. I didn't even know her last name. The hospital didn't have it on file. Yeah, okay. Maybe I could have tried harder. I just thought, hoped you were happy with people around you who cared about you, who at least knew who you were. You didn't need a crazy blind woman in your life. I, I, I struggle with that last one for sure. Yeah, because I, I feel like her her argument isn't necessarily like, I didn't want to be a mother and I couldn't handle it. It feels more like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like she's saying she absolutely couldn't be a mother. I feel like she could have at least visited. 
I feel like there's weird alien extenuating circumstances around this thing, so maybe for me at least that it, it definitely I just think it makes sense. Like I I wouldn't be mad at my mom, but also I can't really put myself in Tobias's hey, you know, little weird talon it. shoes. Little talon shoes. Little talon shoes. If a hawk wore shoes, would he wear them like this or like this? On his tail or on his talon? No, but no, no, hawks... no. If it's one per like foot or like one per talon. Hawks do have things that they are that are put around their their feet and ankles. Wait, like really? hawk shoes do exist. Jesses? Yeah, so we know uh, this. There is an answer to this question. Anyway. I thought they were more around the ankles. It's as close as we're going to get. I it's mean, just like a sexy little anklet. Gladiator sandals. Mm-hmm, that's true. Hawks do kind of have gladiator sandals. Gladiator yeah, sandals. Yeah, they just have to wrap them around a million times. My, hey, my name is Sexy Little Anklet, and I'll be performing for you tonight. Lauren nearly <laughs> dies in order to save Tobias, but she gets rescued at the last minute. It's like a clue game. Granny controller with a Dracon beam in the helicopter. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. That stands. That's good. Oh my god. We like that. Thank you. I try. I like it because it implies that you would somehow not notice a helicopter with a drake on me. Well, no, it's Clue. So there's like, you know, multiple, there's like, you know. You got your lead pipe, you got your rope, you got your helicopter. No, but you're you're mixing up pipe and no, the helico- no, you're right. No, lead, the drake on beam. It, it'd be the lead pipe, the rope, the drake on beam. All, all those weapons can be concealed. You can conceal a helicopter. With no, a but the helicopter is like a room, like the, helicopter the conservatory, is in the, the kitchen. Oh, oh, yes, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, it all makes sense. Now. You can conceal like a drake on beam, though. Pew 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 pew. It's like a little gun. I think it's really sweet that Tobias was thinking about how everyone else's parents did anything to save their children and then it turns out that his mom still did in the end do the right thing from really instinct oh i actually this is not in my notes but even though it's weird that it was always like a motherly thing like yeah all parents need to have that stereotype put upon them so one thing that we didn't talk about that i thought could be fun to talk about is uh Rachel's family. We like touched on it really briefly, like getting Rachel's family because that sequence is really interesting. It's very Rachel... interesting. Oh, yeah, this is what I've been wanting to talk about for the past few books, actually. I don't want to spoil it again, but there is a lot about Rachel's family in the next. Yeah, book. yeah, I remember. I think it's really funny how Rachel and her mother are like basically the same person in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, totally. Because Rachel's just like, I'm morphing into a grizzly bear and I'm getting my family out right right now. And her mother is like, I'm going to attack the grizzly bear with a spice rack. <laughs> I love that Rachel's first words to her mother, while a grizzly bear morph art, you probably should have let the reschedule mom tomorrow. Is it going to be good for you? <laughs> I feel like Marco's like rubbing off on her. Yes, probably. That's a Marcoism. I forgot that uh, my favorite line in the book is in this chapter. Axe just kind of walks into their house in Andalite Morph and Rachel and Jake are probably trying to, are trying to talk to Rachel's mother and they're like checking in on Axe and they're like, Axe, are you good? And he's like, I have already made sure, Prince Jake. They think I am a pokey man. I have told them that I am an Andalite and I am actually quite swift, but they insist they need to train me. I love that Axe has been studying humanity enough that he knows that pokey means slow. Yeah. But not enough that he knows what Pokemon, the friend franchise that was sweeping the globe at the time that this happened i don't know what pokemon is but like I, you would yeah, like yeah. it was everywhere he had a television i love imagining rachel's little sister saying pokemon pokemon <laughs> if axe was a pokemon what types would he be normal and... i also think normal is there an alien type i don't know anything about pokemon no. normal and the types are metal dark grass fairy normal fairy that's me. Consider fairy fighting. Mm. I like fairy. He could get high. Then he could be grass type. I want a weed spit off. <laughs> a weed spit off? A weed spit off? What does that mean? What is that? 
I want, I wanted, I want an apocryphal journal. Oh my Actually, God. they'd have to be in NorCal for that. Yeah, and uh, well, maybe they have maybe to do a thing. Affect his brain the same way. I don't know, but maybe it's. <laughs> They go to NorCal and they fight Yerks in NorCal and their Dracon beams oh. set a giant field of illegal weed yes. in Humboldt County on fire. Oh my God. Yes. Axe steal with the munchies. <laughs> he already has the munchies. He has the Man's perpetual munchies already. State of munchies. He's like he's like Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> and Scooby Doo at once when he turns into a human. He'd Am be I wrong? too powerful. He would be too powerful. <laughs> I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next week we're reading Anymore Stellium 50, the ultimate featuring Cassie morphing into a sick old, like, rad, absolutely rad owl with some cool rainbows in the background. <laughs> so is, wait, 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 is the, is the rad, is the owl radicowl? Oh, my God. <laughs> Your face! You look like you ate 11! Where do you get these from? I'm bisexual. <laughs> They spring forth endlessly from a font in my heart. Cool, I think we're done. Yeah, I mean, I, we don't really need to stay, say stay safe because we're all right here. Should all we right, say stay safe, safe anyway? Stay safe, everybody. The Morph Report is on Patreon. We care a lot about accessibility, and we are paying someone to transcribe all of our episodes. We have a variety of tiers to choose from. Some of our tiers have some pretty juicy rewards. For example, if you pay enough money, you can even force us to watch the TV show and potentially read the other series by K.A. Applegate and Michael Grant, Everworld. We would really love it if you would check us out and consider supporting us. Thanks to Lee Zangari for the use of their songs Comic Book Girl and Complicated Spoon. You could find more of their music at leezangari.bandcamp.com. The Morph Report is hosted by Marina Malucci, Scrivener Lamb, and Blythe. You can follow us on Twitter at Morph Report. If you have a question for the Potomorphs, tweet at us or send us an email and we'll answer it on the show. Our email is themorphreport at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stopping Armageddon like a comic book girl. Dead on page 11 like a comic book love the Animorph series? How about podcasts? Do you love podcasts? Well, then listen no further, dear listener, and allow me to introduce the Animorphs podcast directory. Here you'll find an ever-growing list of Animorphs-themed podcasts to sit your every Animorphin desire. Check it out. We'll see you there.